3: All the latest on gadgets and stuff with KFI's resident, Handsome Nerd.
2: It's Tech (laughs) Tuesday with Rich Jamiro. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Also want to remind you, you can listen to uh, the show uh, on demand whenever you want. It is time for Tech Tuesday. Uh, Rich, of course, our tech expert... KTLA's tech reporter, as well as ours, Rich, is um, on his Instagram address, at Rich on Tech. Good morning, Rich. Good morning to you, Bill. Okay, a lot going on. Uh, one of the big, big days uh, on, the, on the interwebs is uh, Prime Day. And we talk about that every year. But it's getting to the point where it's Prime Week, maybe Prime Month. And maybe we'll see Prime Year. Uh, <laughs>
0: So 2024, the entire year is on sale. That's That'd right. Be funny. And it's Prime Day
2: every day. So uh, some of the deals that you're seeing, uh, let's talk about those.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, look, Prime Day, and you're right, it is getting more frequent. This is the first time we've seen two Prime Day events in the same year. So if you're thinking, wait a second, like, did I just have a Prime Day? Like, yes, we did. I think it was in July and then they teased it saying, hey, look, there's going to be another one. And what Amazon's trying to do is get a, a real heads up on holiday shopping. They know that everyone waits to the last minute. They know it's going to be very competitive this year because of the economy and, and how things are going. Everything's more expensive. And so they want to say, Let's, if we can nab some of these sales early, that's a good thing for our company. So with all that said, the sales that I'm seeing are actually, I think, some of the best we've seen uh in recent prime day events because a lot of times people are like oh it's prime day but the deals aren't that great so first thing amazon's doing this year that i really like is this top 100 list and that makes it a lot easier to find stuff that you might want to buy because they're letting you sort by you know not just featured deals but also discounts the price and department and so you can find a lot of stuff in there that you might want they're also, because they know so much about you, they're also personalizing a lot of the deals on the, on the homepage of Amazon, so things that you've purchased in the past, things that you've searched for. For instance, um, I buy these like uh, electrolyte drinks called None, and I got on my front page, it was like, oh, they're 50% off, which you know, I buy them a lot, so I know they're quite pricey, and to see them for 50% off, I immediately bought them, so they got me. Amazon devices, uh, always a place where you can save. So, I mean, Amazon, if you're looking for a Kindle tablet, those are on sale. If you're looking for a Fire TV, those are on sale. Echo devices are on sale. Um, Again, some things are better than others. Not everything is an amazing deal. What
2: percentage discount are we getting for, uh, let's say, uh, uh, Apple products?
0: Well, for Apple products, are actually quite good. We're looking at like six percent off. So, for instance, I just purchased personally an iPad Mini. I paid four ninety nine. It's on sale today for three ninety nine. Now, that's expensive for the iPad. Um, you know, that's that's a more expensive iPad. But the standard iPad, iPad, you know, the, it's the ten point two inch. Doesn't even really have a name. It's just called the iPad. That is two hundred and sixty nine dollars today, which is sixty dollars off. That's the cheapest price we've ever seen on this by $10. So uh, the cheapest we've seen previously was 270 And by the way, I've put a lot of the things that I personally like that I think are good and I recommend and are on sale on my Instagram at rich on tech. So I kind of went through and said, what are the things that I use? What are the things I like? And the ones that are on sale, I did put on my Instagram. So you know, I feel like there are better deals this year than we've seen in, in years past. Bill. And I'm
2: assuming uh, that uh, the uh, supply chain issue has a lot to do with it uh, because, uh, of course, people were – or stores, uh, suppliers were scared. They ran out, so they over-ordered. Now they're getting a lot of their product, and now what the hell you do
0: with them? Uh, yeah, so and I feel like them. you're right. Yeah, things have definitely, uh, you know, come up through the system. Like, they're, we're definitely seeing more supply Uh, A couple of tips I want to give folks just for, you know, if they're shopping. So number one, again, not everything is a deal. So just because it's on Prime doesn't mean that it's like the best deal of the year. So one of the websites I go to is called, I know it's got a funny name, it's called Camel, Camel, Camel. And what you do is you take the URL of the item that you're looking at on Amazon and you pop it in. You paste it into this Camel, Camel, Camel website and instantly it spits out a graph and that graph shows you the last six months of pricing detail. And so, for instance, with this, um, uh, this iPad, you know, the way I was able to tell that it's the cheapest price is because I put it into that graph. And the previous cheapest price was, oh, October, let's see, uh, September 7th was 279 And so, again, it's cheaper today at 269 So, so I, have
2: a, I have a generic question, a general question to ask.
0: Sure. Uh, The monetization
2: of these websites that are free is selling information, of course, uh, to advertisers and people who compile the information and uh, uh, then send it out to whoever needs it. Uh, Once it's going to become universal, which I think is going to happen, that you have to agree for your information to be used, and it's going to be in big letters, uh, and uh, you have to basically opt in. Is that going to destroy this business entirely?
0: Are you you mean like these sort of like these all these other websites like these affiliate websites and yeah, things? Yeah,
2: the ones that uh, you know sell the information.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think that we're already seeing the erosion of those businesses. Like the when Apple did this thing, if you install an app on an iPhone now, it says, "Hey, can we track your information?" And it says you have the option of saying allow or don't allow. And you know, eighty percent of people say don't allow. Right. So, so that, how do that,
2: how do they monetize that?
0: Well, it's become a problem. I mean, it cost uh, Facebook. I think they said ten billion dollars in the last quarter. So it is a, it's a huge deal. And um, you know, the tracking online is becoming less and less. Now more people are using ad blockers. More people are using tracking blockers. Things like privacy, uh, you know, Duck Duck Go and Brave browsers. Uh, no third-party tracking. I mean, it's really becoming a problem for these companies that have been built, like you said, around data. And I don't know what the answer is because people are just starting to get savvy about it. Like, like, literally, I'm just starting to get questions from people about mm. tracking and data privacy. And so we're just at the forefront of this. All right, and uh, I do think in the future it's going to be more of a problem.
2: All right, here is a fun story, Rich. God, I love this one. Uh, the iPhone 14, which I'm probably going to get, uh, because mine is for some reason falling apart. They have a car crash detection, and it's going off on roller coasters. I mean, how fun is that?
0: Well, it's not fun for the uh, 911 operators. Yeah, that have that's to get true. All these but hey, it's, a, it's
2: entertainment. You know, what can I tell or, you?
0: Or the family members that are getting text messages saying that your loved one has been in a severe car crash. So... Uh, fun to you, definitely, uh, is, you know, level, varying levels of opinions there. But, uh, yeah, this is an article in the Wall Street Journal. A reporter got tipped off that uh, some of these new iPhone 14s that have this new feature called car crash detection built in, uh, suddenly were making a bunch of phone calls to dispatch centers from roller coasters. And uh, specifically, it's this roller coaster in, uh, where was it, Michigan? Or Ohio, I don't know. There's a couple of them across the U.S. that this is happening at. But basically, they're, you know, the, when the person has their phone in their pocket on this roller coaster, because of the extreme G-force on the roller coaster and, you know, the, the stops, the sudden stops and turns and things, that is triggering this car crash detection feature and calling 911 automatically. It also sends a text message to loved ones that says, hey, you know, your your loved one has been in a severe car crash. And this but, is happening apparently nationwide, not just at these uh, certain locations. It's, so, it's kind of becoming a problem.
2: Why haven't we heard that about uh, those uh, watches um, uh, or even those devices that you wear that measure when someone's going to fall? The uh, I fall and I can't get up devices. Wouldn't they do the same
0: thing? Well, those are different. Those are those, so. This is something that's new. This car crash detection is is a different type of algorithm than the fall detection. And it seems like the fall detection has gotten pretty good. Now, I've I've had the fall detection on my Apple Watch for a couple of years now, and I've only had two false alarms. And once I was wrestling with my kid, and, you know, I guess my arm hit the ground pretty hard, and it said, hey, did you just take a fall? And I said no. Um, and then the second was, uh, I forget what I was doing, but it just all of a sudden went off. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Now, what happens when this goes off is your phone... Gives you an alert and it gives you about a 10 second countdown with an audible tone so technically if it's a if it's your typical situation where you're just you know moving along in life and this happens you're going to say oh that's weird and you're going to deactivate it but on a roller coaster it's loud you don't hear it and that's why this is becoming sort of a problem now for apple's standpoint they're saying look this is new Uh, This is an algorithm. We have to train it, and we're going to now put this data, you know, feed some more data to this algorithm and hopefully make it so that this doesn't happen. But it's quite scary because people are getting these messages that, you know, with a location of their loved one – And, you know, saying, hey, look, you know, there's been a a major crash and this is, you know, a problem.
2: The assumption is that you actually care about your family members, uh, whether or not they receive uh, information like that. All right. Moving over to uh, some of the streaming uh, platforms, Uh, Hulu prices went up. Disney is soon going to follow their prices. Has it reached the point now where I feel this way, it just becomes prohibitive where it's uh, you're going to end up with one Super expensive platform streaming service to the exclusion of others, and you would think they're cannibalizing each other with these prices going crazy.
0: Yeah, I think we're finally starting to see these prices go up in in such a way where you know it used to be on your on your charge you know in your on your credit card it was like a, a five ninety nine six ninety nine charge you know so it was like small enough where okay I didn't really watch a lot of movies this month but it was fine but now that these prices are really reaching about 19.99 a month, you know, for Netflix, for their for their best plan is 19.99, for this Disney bundle it's 19.99. That's a considerable amount of money. And you do notice it every month and you're going to sit there saying, "Hmm, do I really need that?" Now, I think Amazon's pretty smart because they blend the cost of Prime into a whole bunch of other stuff, and so it kind of sits behind this Prime membership. You know, a lot of people buying that Monday night or that Thursday night football subscription you're like oh well i've already got prime i've got that included but yeah i think you're right we're reaching a point where people are now saying do i really need this and do i really want it so hulu went up like i said or like you said uh a buck a month to uh three dollars a month and then disney plus is next that's going to happen on december 8th Mm. and i think that's the real test because disney you know they've got the kids and parents you know they're kind of hook line and sinker for this so how much will they put up with i don't know we'll see
2: and I, well, I'm a football fan, uh, and I happen to be a Packers fan. Uh, I just won't pay 300 and something dollars for uh, uh, NFL, uh, you-can-watch-every-game service. How many people actually do that, or Major League Baseball? It's in the hundreds of dollars. I'm assuming oh, yeah. it's a tiny little group of people that are willing to pop that much money, unless they would be going to games uh, and, of course, would spend $2,000 to go to a game for four people.
0: Well right and that's what I think is kind of interesting about all of this stuff is that like you like you just said if you go to one game at the Staples Center for anything or I guess crypto whatever it's called right now for the until that all fizzles out <laughs> um but you know you go to one game and you're spending uh, hundreds of dollars and so yeah to spend 2-300 bucks a year on this you know NFL package or whatever Uh, You know, it's cheap, but people don't consider it that way. You know, when you're in person, it's very different than, you know, spending it on your, uh, you know, one-time fee and and getting all these games. But I think we're also going to see, Bill, like you've got that curiosity stream. I think we're going to see more individual teams doing their own streaming services. And it's going to just, you know, people are going to have to make some tough decisions here on what they really want.
2: Uh, Well, I was one of those people that went to the game. My daughter is a fanatic um, Football fan. So once a year, I do a father daughter day with each of my daughters. And uh, once a year, uh, my daughter Barbara and I would actually jump on an airplane, fly to Chicago, then drive to Green Bay, uh, watch a Packers game, and come back. It was a three day affair. And then I realized, what do you, you know, you don't like your daughter that much, Bill. Come on. I <laughs> mean, just, I mean, there, there's anybody in the world you would do that for. So that stopped. Okay. Uh,
0: no more for that. No,
2: no. Uh, and by the way, watching a football game on TV, I think, is 100 times better than going to uh, the game rather than screaming when the other team is on the field and they have the ball. Uh, well,
0: yeah, and, and plus you're buying a beer. It's, you know, $18 for a beer. I mean, it, look, people want to do this. It's It is fun. At the end of the day, it's a nice experience, but it is very, very expensive. And, you know, most people are just going with the regular seats. You sit there and you wonder, how the heck are these people down there in these, uh, in these really close-up seats and things like that? So, uh, you know, I don't know. Every time I go to a concert or, or a, a special event, I'm always amazed at what people are paying to be there. And, um, you know, these, these streaming subscriptions look cheap in comparison to that. 20 bucks a month for Netflix. I mean, all the stuff you can – your eyes will fall out before you finish watching all of Netflix, you yeah. know?
2: And uh, still, is Prime considered the best deal out there? I certainly think it is uh, because the amount of um, uh, of purchases that everybody I know does. And you get uh, the uh, Prime television uh, service. I still yeah. think, I think it's the best deal out there. Your thoughts?
0: I think so. I mean, I think the only competition it has, if you would even consider a competition, is Walmart Plus, And that is really not com- competitive. I think... The the biggest competition to, to Amazon is in-store shopping at Target and Walmart, because you might say, ah, oh, I can go to Target and get this. And I think these other companies are really trying to make this whole idea of pick up in-store. You know, you buy, I think it's called like buy online, pick up in-store, whatever that's called. Um, and that's a pretty big growth area for a lot of these retailers, because they're like, well, we have the stores. I mean, yesterday I ordered something online. And it tried to push me to picking it up in the store versus getting it shipped to me. And I knew, you know, if I go to the store, it's like they may not have it. It's kind of a, you know, I got to go into the mall. And then next thing you know, I'm spending more money. So I think that's the biggest competition right now for Amazon Prime, which is still very, very good and very compelling for what you get.
2: All right, uh, Rich, thank you. His Instagram is at Rich on Tech. Uh, Rich, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, Bill. You have a good day.
0: The
3: News Late Edition.
0: And now, here's Bill Handel.
2: Tuesday morning, October 11th, KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And uh, let's do it. It's time for Handel on the News Late Edition, brought to you by directbuyers.com. The hassle-free way to sell your home at a fair price in ten days or fewer. Uh, it is Jennifer Wayne and me. Lead story: well, The LA City Council is meeting in about an hour and a half, ten o'clock this morning, to uh, try to deal with uh, uh, the uh, former president of the council, Neri Martinez, who resigned, uh, and also Kevin De Leon who is a council person. I'm allowed to say council man because he is a, a man. Council non-member. Fe- council not a female member, I guess. Yes. In any case, it had to do with those racist statements that were made a year ago. Off, It was a hot mic at a closed-door meeting about redistricting, and Nuri Martinez uh, talked about and uh, referred to Mike Bonin, who is another council person who's uh, adopted – Uh, who was adopted, African-American kid, was uh, a little monkey. And that is a little tough to do. And uh, so she resigned instantly as president of the council. uh, But uh, the calls are hot and heavy for her to resign completely from the council. Uh, I think it's going to happen. Although, here's a question. What if she just says no? No, no, thank you. I'm
3: not leaving. Can they throw her off? The people in her district could uh, try to institute a recall. Which is not going to happen. Or you got to wait until the next regular election and see if they don't reelect her.
2: Which I don't know if that's going to happen because people tend to forget. And um, so it was uh, if I'm campaigning and I'm uh, Neri Martinez, say, hey, that was one mistake I made a long time ago and it was uh, just one and therefore I should be reelected uh, do we, do like, we even
3: have any good information about how the people that she specifically represents, which are really in terms of holding on to your power, the only people that matter, how they feel about all of I this. Don't, compared I do think to so. Community this, at large. Well, what this, this they broke may not Sunday, be Sunday, didn't it? Upset.
1: Yeah. So I do have a story from a reporter from knock L.A. who went to her district yesterday And um, it looks like resign from the council, all of it. We should not have anyone serving. That is not about the whole community. Um, That's who a woman who represents Inglewood said at a news conference yesterday. um, You've got people who represent different, you know, things in the district who have said that they have told their other leaders Resigned from the council, resigned from all of it. So it looks like people in her district are even. Well, upset that's, about well,
3: it. that's it a few people that are talking.
1: That's a handful of people, right?
3: right who who have an agenda? But here,
1: here's the thing: it's not just Nuri Martinez; it is De Leon and it's Gil Cidio. And I, in the recall or that recall, the resignation calls are for all three of yeah, them. But, I have not just seen Nuri Martinez singled out; it's for everybody who was on that, including Ron Herrera, who. The re the, I did not see any of the, you know, step down calls for him. He just kind of did a preemptive strike.
2: I think uh, she is getting uh, the bulk of the criticism because she's the one that said uh, and called uh, the uh, Mike Bonin's kid uh, uh, a monkey. Uh, oh, hers and, was uh, by that, far that the most. That is a different level. All right, let's move on.
1: All right. uh, Mad Vlad. That was the headline that I just saw from the New York Post. Um, But you have missiles hitting a school in Ukraine, a medical facility, homes, as I was talking about earlier. Um, This all happens in Zaporizhia. And this is all an area that Russia is retaliating for that bridge that was bombed by the Ukrainians. And they are Obviously upset with it, and now they're going, as we talked about earlier, from above. It's not boots on the ground anymore. It's these missiles. It's these drones that are hitting these areas, specifically civilian targets.
3: The Mongols Biker Club will not get a new racketeering trial. They were convicted four years ago as an organization of being a criminal organization, trafficking in drugs, beating and killing rivals, and then about a year ago or so, it came out that the guy who was the president of the Mongols Biker Club at the time was also an informant for an ATF agent. They're crying foul, and they asked uh, David O. Carter, oh, Mr. Homeless Judge, NOC, also handling this case, uh, we need a new trial, because this is bogus and unfair and terrible, and he said, nah. First, first of all, uh, if you had another trial, the chances you would be not convicted again are slim to none. And also maybe it seems unsavory uh, that this guy was an informant the whole time, but that's not the same thing as getting you a new trial. And his wife and his wife outed him to the rest of
2: the club. I'm surprised he's still alive. Well, he's, yeah, I am assuming he's living under a, uh, uh, an alias someplace, uh, Nebraska, maybe Kansas, Has a little dog named Toto. Managing a Cinnabon in Omaha. All
1: right. There was a guy who was sentenced yesterday for a deadly fire in L.A. in 1993 that was in an apartment building. It killed two pregnant women. Ten people total were killed. This guy, however, though, even though he was sentenced yesterday to 11 years in prison, got out right after sentencing because of credit for time served.
3: He also he he
1: pled down. Is this so because he had co-defendants voluntary in this
3: manslaughter?
1: Did you think he dropped a dime on everybody else who was involved in this? You know, it's
3: possible or it's actually possible. They figured out he just wasn't he wasn't as involved as the other, as people. The other people. Maybe he didn't fully understand what was going on. Excuse me, I had to swallow some iced tea right then. <laughs> Bad timing.
2: Yeah, sounds like The it. search okay. for
3: a missing 20-month-old boy in Georgia is now being handled as a criminal investigation under circumstances that I think should raise some eyebrows. Because Quentin Simon went missing from his playpen. And originally the police said, we do not suspect foul play. The implication then would be he crawled out and got out of the house. Now, it is coming out that the mom's 911 call specifically was that she thought somebody had come into the house and taken him. She woke up, the door was open, she said. He can't open a door, this kid. She thinks someone came in and took
2: him. Yeah, well, that's a little suspicious. How how often does someone come into a house and grab uh, a little one out of a um uh out of a playpen and then abscond
3: pretty rare not that often but also how often is that the 911 call and the police say we don't think there's any foul play yeah something's
1: going on all right a two-year-old boy has been reunited with his parents after a suspected carjacking because of two school bus drivers so apparently the parents screamed that somebody had just stolen their car with the baby in it there was one bus driver who immediately called 911 and alerted his fellow drivers. That's when one of the other bus drivers who was paying attention noticed a young child along the side of a road, quickly turns her bus around. She says, I just saw a little baby around the corner standing with a blanket on. And she was able to bring the boy who had been left on the side of the road by the carjacker onto her school bus. And all of it was caught on surveillance video on the bus. So
2: good all right. luck. Uh, the kid had extraordinary luck, although, uh, the child would have been found anyway, realistically, sitting, uh, in a driveway bundled up it. Uh, but it was, uh, the child was found very soon after, uh, the, uh, carjacking and clearly the carjacker, uh, didn't know that there was a kid there. And as soon as he did, whoops, we're not going to be, uh, we're not going to be arrested and convicted for kidnapping. Thank you very much. Here you go. Here's a couple of bucks. Uh, call Uber, enjoy yourself. You can go to the 7 Eleven, buy yourself a soda, and uh, just cool down until uh, someone shows up. Maybe that All didn't right. happen that way, but it uh,
1: mm. eh,
2: would have been nice if it had. Little insight into what you did with your kids
3: when yes. they were two. Hmm. I'll see your Good Samaritan, and I will raise you a hero who is the mayor of Vienna, Georgia. Oh. He came, he was going to work. Saturday morning, by the way, this mayor goes to work for the good people of Vienna, Georgia, and he sees an SUV stalled on the train tracks with a train coming. This is like a movie It is a movie. And he leaps into action. He starts to get mom, help mom out, and then sees, oh, there's three kids in here. There's a six-year-old. There's a three-year-old. There's a one-year-old. He gets the one-year-old out. He gets the three-year-old out. And in true Michael Bay action fashion, he's getting the six-year-old out. The six-year-old is out. She's now farther from the vehicle than he is. And the train hits the vehicle. And this guy has eight stitches in his head and a broken ankle
2: to show for his bravery.
3: And how about that? You know, I'm getting a little tired of I'm uh,
2: the I'm getting a little tired of these kids being rec- rescued and all this good news. Let's do a little bad news. A little well, death and, a little death and not- destruction. Please. No, the, not- not- well, the story- next story
1: will not satisfy you then. nope, it's oh. a postseason freeway series in this corner. One manager says it's going to be a very intense series in the other corner. They handed it to us pretty good this year. So we realized what we're up against. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin. The intense series manager is Dave Roberts. It's the Dodgers versus the Padres tonight in the series playoff, the start of the NLDS. Pre-game at 530. First pitch at 637
3: live on AM 570, AM 570 LA, LA Sports.
1: Sports. Julio Urias is going to
3: start against uh, Michael Clevenger. Is he going to have his gonna have his hair in braids? for this game? I don't know. He likes to do that yeah. sometimes. Clayton
1: Kershaw says he's totally fine with the decision to have Julio Arias start tonight.
2: Is and- this is this the two and a half hour freeway, two and a half hour on the freeway series? <laughs> yes. It's exactly if, if, if traffic is light, yes. <laughs>
1: That's about the length of the game. It's perfect.
2: Well, here's some kind of
3: bad news. I don't think it's the death and destruction you want, Bill. Disneyland again. Raise their pr- their ticket prices effective today. They also have a new ticket. It's called a tier. Now, I'm sorry, because this is printed and nobody's saying it. Is this tier zero or tier O? Tier O?
1: Because it's it,
3: one it's day? It's $104 a day ticket. It'll be valid only on the least crowded days of the yeah. year. It's congestion pricing. Yeah. It's I mean, actually, so a one day <laughs> ticket now can be as much as 179 yeah.
2: bucks. Yeah, the tier, uh, the one day ticket you actually are outside the park looking at people on the rides from the outside. You're,
3: you're allowed to stand outside
2: <laughs> the turnstiles and ask people uh, how it was inside. And they're probably, I mean it just it doesn't stop and as I've said we've said before the more expensive uh, Disneyland gets the more crowded it gets. And then they have extra pricing to jump the line, and then extra pricing for the biggest rides, any new rides. I mean, you're in there easily 250 bucks a pop. Oh, yeah. And nobody cares. Yeah, they pay it. They pay it. And that doesn't count uh, food, doesn't count the merch you buy. Those, they are. Have you ever uh, seen those little uh, the, the Mickey Mouse ears? I get them every time. I mean, they, time. Classic, I mean but classic. look at them. Uh, it's bad felt. It's like... The cheapest uh, fabric you can get with the cheapest plastic that are that's stapled on. I mean, if it costs them 30 cents, I'd be surprised. And they sell it for what? Eight, nine, 12, uh, $26? I have no idea. And they're awesome. Oh, God! And
1: it's a requirement to get them every time. Can we skip to the very end? Sure. Because there is the a very, very, very end. Yeah, there's a video that's going viral <laughs> about Fergie. Fergie's French fries are the favorite. Fergie is a rescue camel that was in an in and out drive through last week. There's videos showing the 12-year-old camel just waiting patiently in line with her handler. And the scene drew laughter from customers, obviously. The pair went, they got their French fry order, continued into the parking lot, and everybody came over just to check out Fergie. And they brought attention to Jeffrey's Farm, which is an animal rescue in Colorado. We should
3: have done this. We should have saved this
2: story for tomorrow. Because it's home day. Yeah. Also, I've never heard of a rescue camel. Have you? Now I have. Yeah, Jeffrey. No. no. I mean, sorry, Fergie from Jeffrey's Farm. We (laughs) just heard about one. Yeah, I was just wondering. I mean, you walk in and you go to a shelter and there's a camel. Uh, Sure, why not? Hey, that's one I don't have. Yeah. All right, we're done, guys. Uh, Coming up, uh, there's a, a new documentary, Gabby Giffords. About Gabby Giffords, and the producer is with us. And boy, do she uh, and I go back a long ways. So, talk to you and her when we come back. Uh, this is KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
3: It's my little escape.
2: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
3: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>